0: This episode of The New You Show is brought to you by We Defy the Norm. We Defy the Norm is much more than an apparel company. It's a way of life where you're encouraged to defy conformity and invest in yourself. Visit WeDefyTheNorm.com for more. And now, here's The New You Show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The New You Show. I'm your host, Chuck. Today, we're going to be sitting down with Mr. Tyler Heisey. Tyler is a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. He has assisted with multiple veteran outreach programs and has actually started one of his own. So I'm very interested to hear his story, have him speak his truth, and hopefully impart some wisdom on all of us that we can take with us. So if you guys are ready, let's dive in. Hey, Tyler. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming out, giving us a chance to sit down, discuss your story. You share your truth with us, man, and hopefully you'd be able to impart a little bit of knowledge that some of our listeners can take away from this episode today. So, like I said, I really appreciate you coming out, man.
1: Yeah, brother. Thanks so much for having me on. Sincerely. Um, Well, right off the bat, my name is Tyler Heisey. I served in the Marine Corps for seven years, and now I am a forever student on an educational crusade and an
0: entrepreneur. With that being said, where do you want to start? Well, I could hit you right off the bat with, that's all great, but who is Tyler? But yeah. I think throughout the <laughs> show, <laughs> I'm going to ambush you with that question, right? No, I think throughout this show, we'll leave that to our listeners, to extract what they want and come up with their own perception, once again, of Tyler. And why I think that's very important is because through different media sources or, you know, all of the books that you've written, (laughs) um, you know, people get this preconceived misconception of who somebody is, what their purpose is, what their drive is, what their past is, what their future looks like all that kind of stuff. And that's a huge part of what I personally would like you to discuss. However, like I said, this is your episode. This is your story. This is your truth, brother. So how about we just kind of start from the beginning of Tyler?
1: Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so I was born and raised in the Chicago suburbs. Um Single mom, no brothers, no sisters, bastard, and proud. Uh, John Wayne motivated me to join the Marines. I had all the uh, Marine Corps ranks and pictures and stuff in my room as a kid. Extremely motivated to join. I graduated a year early from high school. Yeah. And that's honestly the summary of my childhood. And For the most part, I, me and my friends would commit genocide on animals, kill, eat, everything. Um,
0: Normal kids stuff.
1: What's up? Normal kids stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we have to play war, especially as boys. Absolutely. Um, Went into the Marines at 17, and when it comes to the service period itself, the specificity behind it, like all the nitty-bitty details, to me, served no purpose. I can say that I was in two different units. I was stationed out by Joshua Tree in California, out in the desert, and then I was stationed out by San Diego at Camp Pendleton. Um, I was fortunate enough to experience both worlds of the infantry. So I got to go out to the Pacific on a boat, explore all of that, got to go to Afghanistan, experience all of that. I did two trips out to the islands, then I went to Afghanistan. And then after Afghanistan, I started to deal with issues that we all can assume what those are. Uh, and I'm going to be doing a lot of back and forth bouncing on my history. During my time in service, I <laughs> I met my ex-wife and married her after three months. <laughs> we had two kids. A We had two boys when I was in. I got out of the service due to a lot of the issues I was dealing with. I did not want to work behind a desk. In uniform, I felt that the warfighter path was the only path for me in the Marine Corps. And I lost that ability. So got out of the service, had my wife and kids. And then from there, I, what year was that? I got out in 2015. So I'm just a kid still. Got out in 2015. I rocked the 1950s mentality of, I got a family. I am done with the military. I don't like it. I'm over it. So I'm going to go bury myself in a factory. And I was a supervisor. I was a student. I was a father. And I was a husband. With that level of tempo that I had and the biblical amount of suppression that I was putting onto myself and my own problems, I eventually had my mental circuit breaker blow. I think that is 2017 2018 time frame and through the six months of that dante's inferno i was drinking i was fighting i attempted to give up a couple times failed at that thank god i suck at something Uh um, <laughs> <laughs> and through all of those unfortunate experiences and that small amount of time, I shout out to my mother. Mothers are the best. They are. She, she worked with the boss I had, and they coordinated for me to go to an inpatient program down in Chicago, down in the city. And that was a three-week program. And during that time with other individuals, I learned that I wasn't the only dude going through stuff. Uh, I felt, initially, I felt shame that the things I experienced, I measured to, let's say, people like yourself, where I'm like, how am I dealing with this when you probably went through worse? With the military community, we always put our brothers and sisters in front of us. And being put into a position in which you have to talk about yourself is uncomfortable initially, and that level of shame for admitting these kind of problems and being weak, um, having that opportunity to be able to connect with others that have similar symptoms. Everybody has different experiences, and learning the biggest thing for me at that time that I learned was if I spent one time in Afghanistan and you spent thirty times. In Afghanistan, it is simply how the brain takes the experiences. It's not, it has nothing to do with if I was some super sneaky Navy SEAL dude or some dude that worked on a ship. Like it's just the experiences themselves that affect the brain. And that was a big eye opener for me that I experienced unfortunate things. Others have experienced more amounts of that, others have experienced less. But It was how my brain responded to everything. That three-week inpatient opportunity to get off the X, having that ability to step away from everything, I realized I had no idea who I was because I had this lifelong goal to become a Marine, and I wanted to do that for as long as possible, as long as I was on the planet. And getting out of the service, I was just filling those voids, and I didn't realize... That a lot of us, especially the ones that have experienced any form of trauma, we wear a emotional flak jacket to protect ourselves, And we get to the point sometimes where it is deeply infused into our bone marrow that we don't even realize it. And being able to be away from everything, I was able to look at myself, my life, and Believe it or not, when I walked out of the inpatient, my first decision was to file for divorce. Like I mentioned, I got married extremely early, seven years in the service. In all reality, year and a half, maybe two years at home with the family compared to everything else we got to do. In order to be a good father, I had to love myself first in order to be a good father. And that required me to step away from her. And that was one of the hardest decisions. That i've ever made but it was a another opportunity where i for the very first time looked through a different lens where i wasn't defeated i wasn't giving up it was simply another chapter in my life that came to an end and that i had to continue to grow and figure out who the new tyler was um and then from that point after i made that decision i was respectfully asked to leave my house. And then from there, I moved back to my hometown. And as I went through the divorce up until today, I had the ability to almost etch a sketch my life and start over and figure out who I was, what I wanted, what my values
0: were, everything. So you did what was necessary, no matter how hard or easy it was to reset, like you said, with with flipping that switch you fell into even darker times but by reaching out and going to the three three three-week program you had that want to turn that light back on and that right there in itself shows me the type of person that is within you nail on the head
1: Where I am today, my headspace and timing, I am able to look at all of a problem that I've witnessed or I've been a part of, I am today grateful for, which is a big step for me to be able to be grateful for a abusive father, to experiences in the service, to the fact that my kids weren't enough when I gave up. All those things have helped me grow and learn who I am. And would I want to repeat it, I don't know, Um, but it's all made me where I'm at today. And I'm grateful for that. And the reason why I said the thing about me when I was giving up is because my thought was always, I'm going to break somebody's heart. And after getting out of that inpatient program, I realized first and foremost that I can't save anyone. It's not my job to either that I wanted to take all of this crap that I experienced and find different ways to share it with individuals like you, individuals that are listening to this. That way, if I can say one thing on this podcast that can
0: let someone look at life through a different lens, it's a win. It absolutely is. And I often get asked what the WIFM is, the what's in it for me for doing this. Well, it's definitely not a monetary whiffum. I can <laughs> assure you that. Yeah, But what is worth more in life to me than money is life itself. Mm -hmm. And when I have listeners reach out and say, damn, dude, for once, I don't feel alone. Damn, dude. What he said or she said in whatever moment, just like a light bulb came on. Yeah. So thank you, man. And I'm like, well, why stop there? And I think that's a lot of what you're doing for so long now is providing something for them, for others to learn from your experiences and others. Exactly. Give them the option to allow them
1: to live through and not just survive. And the one thing with, the plethora of podcasts out there because there's a lot of them one thing that i enjoy like right now for example is the core of our existence is connected and i'm getting to connect with you right now and to go a step farther we're on a bro date right now talking talking about things showing up authentically being vulnerable laughing talking about serious stuff and that alone is another avenue of approach that people can pursue just by having conversations. Um, And yeah, to segue into the current standards, since you just brought that up, um, after that soiree happened, I decided to get back into school. And I am, what are we in, November? I am finishing my undergrad and I'm almost there. I've got maybe four more classes after this semester and it's a business degree. That's what I started. So I was going to finish it. Um, and then I am working on starting my master's degree either. I can't remember if it's March or May and my master's is going to be in psychology and I will become a cool little therapist. And that's another, that that's another way that I want to give back to the community to talk about that super heavy stuff to put it bluntly. and. I think down the road, if if that point on my map opens, I will pursue the doctor route. That is a goal, but that is not my objective. and I would like to be able to reach that level of educational accomplishment for the community, because I know that those specific initials that come after your name provide those individuals the ability to like if that, if that person's talking, you're definitely listening listening. And I think that's very important, especially working with higher-ups, for example. You got to get at their level. Um, you want to you take 30 seconds right now? This is a great opportunity. Absolutely.
0: Let's we'll, do it. Uh, take a breath and show some gratitude for ourselves. Yeah. What, we, what we're grateful for in ourselves. So this moment of gratitude is brought to you by... We defy the norm.com. Nice. was good.
1: One thing that I have done after my Etch-a-Sketch has been communicating with others within the, I'm going to say, civil service community. So not just the military, the cop and fire, everybody um i have shown up i've shown up as myself and have held the space with others and have talked about my experiences tailored to their specific needs so of course if someone is dealing with something that's super heavy to put it ignorantly then i would obviously talk about my heavy thing so they can see the me too behind it so they're not alone and through communicating with a lot of different people with building a entire entirely new social network after my divorce not knowing anyone moving back home Um, as i've continued to talk about myself and talking with others and building those connections of any capacity i wanted to find a more structured means in which i can assist others especially since i'm not a mental health professional at this time and one thing that i've learned is for how necessary those professionals are, they are not the answer to everything. A lot of the things that our community deals with can be understood through what we are doing right now. I've created this business that is another resource for the community. There's no such thing as too many resources, only unhealthy ones. That's a whole nother caveat. (laughs) I have made a business, and it is called Back Solutions. BAS is a, first and foremost, it's a step one. It's, it is a ladder. It is going to be evolving. So right now, immediately, with it having launched two days ago on the 20th, it is a one-on-one coaching service for the community where we look at an individual's map, look at the points they've plotted on their map, their, their objectives. I guess you can put it that way and figure out what that final point is that they're trying to reach. And as you know, you hit obstacles in your life and sometimes those obstacles, you can't push through them. So you have to shoot a back asthma. You have to go back to your last known point. And then from there, like myself, I can work with you to replot your points, personal stuff, professional development, Gratitude, hobbies, you name it, because it's, I don't know everything. I will never know everything that's impossible, but I understand that information itself is useless and wisdom is where it's at. And wisdom is acquired through experience. Knowledge is just words and BAS is, like I said, another resource. I will not be a fit for everybody. And there's other other individuals out there, and I'm not going to name drop anybody on here out of respect and professionalism, but there's other individuals out here that also do similar things. And that's the cool thing, like with the New You podcast, you will never have competition because this is your voice and people will come to your voice and want to hear what you have to say and as i was developing back asmith i had to remind myself that, that there's really no such thing as competition when it comes to what you're doing what i'm doing what others are doing and with the one on one that i have unveiled i am going to be greenlighting in march a group setting and the one on one is called spotter team the group is going to be called squad size and that will be myself and other BAS members that I will bring on. We will run the curriculum of what that is. And we will be bringing in keynote speakers to address certain subjects. And like I said, the spotter team is just step one. So this is another option, another avenue for me to give back to the community to, of course, make some form of, sustainability through it while I'm on my adventure with school. And I would like down the road to be able to take both of those and combine them, the school with BAS. And there's a lot of great people out there, such as yourself, that are showing up for the community and providing a resource. And as my resource grows, I want to constantly rub the backs of those that are also out there showing up and being real and finding a way in which we can all work together for the community because in the perfect sense if all of us could lose these resources because everyone is perfect and healthy that's a win but that's not ever going to happen unfortunately and i (laughs) it's amazing the last 20 years that our community has been dealing with stuff The last year and a half has given us, the collective us, an opportunity to be mentors at a grander scale. And what I mean by that is a lot of the non-civil service community, the civilians, been dealing with a lot of stuff the last year and a half, and now they're starting to look at us because we are the resilient mofos that are growing from stuff and are breaking that victim mentality. And that motivates me to see...
0: Our community, change that narrative. Guys like you and others, very good friends of ours that we choose to associate with and surround ourselves with. Can I kind of dissect what you just said? Please do.
1: Okay. I think if you look at the service, and for an example, for the sake of ignorance, I'm going to use the Marine Corps because that's what I was in. Being a marine, and this is all my opinion, having that title, to me, was not the sense of purpose. I don't feel that was what drove us forward. I believe our SOP was built from a few contributing factors, and I share this because this is very this is how I define my SOP, and if a listener is listening to this, it can, hopefully help them get those hamsters moving up in their head if they are looking for that SOP. We were never issued our sense of purpose. You can't buy it at the Dollar General as awesome as that would be. Um, For myself, I believe it is built upon five different pillars. And that's how I have defined it for myself when explaining it. What do you love? How can you make a living? What are you good at? Do you have a community, a tribe, a family? And what does the world need? Because like for me, I was in the infantry. Honest, I, I am so grateful I was able to go to the Pacific and see that stuff. I got those outrageously thick paychecks in the service. Oh, yeah. That was Yeah. <laughs> um, what I was good at, John Wayne made me want to be a sergeant squad leader. And I got that. I was good at that. I enjoyed working with my guys and training and doing all of that stuff. And obviously, the stuff overseas, we always train for that community self-explanatory. You and I have that right now. You, me, and the listener, we are a community right now. And what does the world need? That sense of service. We were serving our country. We volunteered for something. And the kind of sidebar for the 20 years that our generations got to serve overseas, the end of that time may not have been the preferred method for some of us, but For myself, you and I were doctors, and we were fighting a cancer, and it's not our fault if the cancer came back. Correct. We did what we could to treat it. So those five things to me help build your SOP. And if other people have other ideas, examples, I am not perfect, and I'm always looking for more knowledge. And I have been trying to figure out how to apply those things to me today where I love the community. I love talking and helping people. I love seeing someone's eyes light up from the simplest sentence that I say. The hope and the gratitude and the love and the sustainability piece, how can I make a living is through school to get into the professional community in the medical field. Um, BAS will be another opportunity for me to make some money. What am I good at? I'm good at connecting with people, especially face-to-face and not over a screen. I love communicating with people and I feel I'm good at it. Community is another given. I have you and the listener right now. I have the military community. I have a organization that I'm a part of that we can talk about in a little bit. And then what does the world need? I am not a deity. I am not Hercules, God, Buddha, any of them. I'm Tyler. I'm human. I'm mortal, unfortunately. And the world needs people. The military community needs people like yourself, like me, like others, that have dealt with different trials that have been troubling and have grown from them and can look back and be grateful and actually have a smile and not be dorian Dorian Gray, where we can actually look at our paint, where we can look at our painting. I mean, Pandora's box it essentially is just a mirror, and I'm able to look at that and smile.
0: Well, you know, and something that I think that all boils down to is, you know, what, what's the world need? world needs us. The world needs you. The world needs me. The world needs anyone that's listening and everyone that's not listening. The world needs us. Yep. And what do we need to be the best that we can. Yep.
1: And when I, especially with back asthma solutions. There's a lot of things that we collectively deal with as humans. And like, that's why I want to have that resource there to work with people. But on the other side, some of us deal with heavy stuff that a simple conversation like this, despite how long this goes, will not fix that problem. That's like, there's heavy things out there. And I, to respect my boundaries, to understand where my lane is today, I can't help people with those significant things. And that's not me sounding like a defeatist. Like I want to obtain the this education so I can talk about the things that the professionals are there for to help them because I've experienced a lot of that stuff, but I take a risk talking about those things if I'm not fully educated about it. And the last thing I want to do is jeopardize someone in a conversation. And that's why like on social media, all that stuff that I do talk about is stuff I actively practice because I would never preach something I don't practice because I do not want to put someone in a position that could potentially harm them. And with that education side, I am able to talk about the heavier things like the moral injury or the clinical depression or the giving up concept.
0: Yes. And through learning more, obtaining more of that knowledge about the why. Why is this happening to me? I just don't understand it. Well, through the clinical aspects, you are now reaching another side of things. You have another asset in your community, in your arsenal, right, to help combat whatever that is because something with me – and people often say, like, well, why don't you just get straight to the point? Well, if I just come out and be like, don't be an asshole, that'll be all. They're going to go, well, why Why is he saying that? Is, was he just called an asshole? Am I being an asshole? What's an asshole? You know, are we talking clinically? Are we talking about anatomy and physiology? What are we talking about? Is he becoming a proctologist? They don't know. Because I'm not explaining the why. And by you being able to not only learn through an educational aspect of books, let's just say, you are applying that to what's happened in your life to come out with the best solution, if you will, for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And to jump on that really quick. um,
1: And one thing I really appreciate about having such a passion for the brain and the heart and the soul is like for example there's another organization that one of my friends is working with she's a doctor and she is she is allowing me to work on this model she's building for this organization and i'm not a professional yet but it's an opportunity for me to learn things and with her proofreading what I'm doing, making sure it's accurate and stuff, I have the ability to read big books, and wow. as I'm reading these books and writing up these things for this doc to give to this org. It's amazing being able to learn about different things and be like, oh God, yeah, okay, now I get why that was the way it was, and it. It gives me another opportunity to properly articulate those things.
0: When I went through the National Registry Paramedic course, that was a re-rec at the time, was anatomy and physiology, Mm -hmm. and I hated it. However, once I got through it, it broadened my horizon so much because now it got into the why. And in order to address the what, a lot of times it helps to know as much about the why as possible because it can absolutely narrow it down. So we're no longer talking on a broad spectrum or about a broad subject. We're getting down to the patient themselves, not treating the book anymore, treating the patient themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I am
1: <laughs> I'm scared right now to start this next degree because it is going to be a lot of work, which is expected. And I'm not saying scared in the sense of like firefight scared is and like fear of the unknown, fog of war. I'm walking right. into I'm walking into a crusade and I am able to respect the those feelings and hold those feelings, sit in that sit in the stale air of Not like instinctually, I want to be like, I don't want to do this because it's hard. And there is an attrition rate to it. Not everybody makes it. And it motivates me because of like those five things that I mentioned. And at the end of the day, I would assume you, I have sat in front of therapists that were sweet little lads that just graduated school that want to talk about things that they've seen on Hollywood. And Oh, I gosh. want I want to be able to have a random dude or dudette walk into my office or log on to my Zoom call and see me in a button up and see my hand tattoos and be like, who are you? And I'm like, hey, I'm Tyler. And here's a mirror. Been there, homie. Let's do this. That brings humor to it because like the one that has that provided the shirt. Same oh, guy. yeah. Like you, oh, 100%. And- People look at
0: him and they're like, um, yeah. is this supposed to be a group thing? I thought it was a one-on-one with the doc. And then when you yeah. say, hey, I'm Dr. Tyler, and they yeah. look at you like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. And yeah. then they sit down. Right there, I think that comfort, which we we often talk about, get outside your comfort zone and all that stuff. However, when someone is coming to a professional they don't want the lip service to make them comfortable they want to be able to connect with you and through that comfort it will break down a lot of barriers that they're putting up because the body's natural reaction to pain is to get away from it to put barricades uh, in between it right and when you start breaking those down because they can relate to you whether it's through your tattoos or your gorgeous face, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. They are going to be more receptive to what exactly. you have to say. Exactly. And that
1: is a, it is a subtle way to provide a safer environment, to have them be able to see some dude that's got a hand tattoo and be like, I don't know, docs could have tattoos. Like, yo, I used to be in the service. I get it. So why are you here today?
0: The way that I first saw you was actually through a buddy of ours, mutual friends page and everything. And I went over and I was like, oh, you know, Marine, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he's got going on. But there was an organization that you were just preaching about nonstop. And I was like, well, you know, let, let me go check that out. See, see what he's a part of. And man, it was, Extremely eye opening the things that that organization was putting out. And if you wouldn't mind, if you can, would you speak a little bit to that organization? Yeah, of
1: course. Um, This is for everyone. There is an organization out there (coughs) called PB Abate, Patrol Base Abate. It is a nonprofit veteran organization, and PB Abate. The, the name itself comes from an individual named Matthew Abate who passed away in 2010. The founder of the organization is a active duty Marine, and he established the organization to bring the community together. PB Abate has over 35 chapters now. We have chapters in Australia, Okinawa. There's one starting up in Germany. And The PB has all these chapters all over the country that brings local veterans together to do various healthy activities and hobbies, such as going for hikes, doing workouts, doing yoga, going out for dinner, things like that. Um, The PB itself, there's an actual patrol base out in Montana. That's where the retreats happen. So there are different clubs within the organization, such as the Strength Club, the Music Club the art club and the club captain puts together a retreat out at the patrol base and members can sign up to go out there free of charge for a few days to work out or play music, whatever the club, retreat is. Um, currently there's hundreds of members. There is no requirement for members as long as they honorably serve. Um, and all you do is sign up. You get an email from a local chapter captain. They let you know, Hey, this is what we got coming up in the future. And it's open for not just the wounded, not just the special forces. It's if you raise your hand and you honorably served or are actively serving, you have a place, and it doesn't matter if you're a private, a lieutenant commander, a three-star general. It doesn't matter if you're MARSOC. It doesn't matter if you're infantry. None of that stuff matters as long as you serve. You have a home. And I heard about it, reached out. I initially started the Chicago chapter, and I volunteered to fill some more sandbags. So I assist with the onboarding process. I work with the entire Midwest, all the chapters in the Midwest. And if you are affiliated with the military, I definitely encourage you to look at Patrol Base Abate. If you are not tied to the military, you can, of course, volunteer, which is also on the website. And it's a opportunity for our community to refit, refuel, and get back out there on this new patrol called life that we're all on. And that goes into a big piece with the things that I've been working on with school BAS. A lot of us forget we all worked as a community together. We were never on a patrol by ourselves or in a helicopter by ourselves or on a ship by ourselves. And for whatever reason we get out of the service and we instantly become the most badass individual and can operate completely alone be a lone wolf and
0: okay what's up i said yeah okay
1: yeah and we stop we don't need an overwatch or guardian angels or support by fire anymore but the thing that people tend to forget is and i use the wolf for a reason because they're a pack animal and if you get if i get away from the pack and i break my leg i'm gonna die if i'm with the pack they can help tend to the wound and sustain me while I get back on my feet. And that's why I'm I try to connect with as many individuals as possible now that I have learned who I am. I respect my emotional boundaries. I have to say no sometimes to people when I need to refuel myself. And yeah, I'm not I don't use my experiences in the service as like a business card. I was in the infantry. I was proud of that. And the specifics within the service to me for me, I don't I don't care that you were in the service. It's hard. Like I once a Marine, always a Marine. If I could tattoo that as a tramp step, tramp stamp back in the day, I would have. And I've gotten to the point today where I'm not a Marine anymore. It was a chapter. And
0: that's part of that ego that you gotta check. Absolutely a lot of times civilians will not think that they rate to work with military members because they didn't serve. But it's just a job that we had and got paid. Exactly. Were you guys not at the house, you know, working your jobs or the spouses taking care of the families or keeping this country running? You don't have to be military to help out a service member. And you don't have to just be a civilian to help out civilians. All you have to be is you, a human yeah. being. That's it. And be in the grand community. That, that's it, let's start a community. And that's what you guys did. And you, by your experiences and through having been once again in another, community with PB Abate. You are now creating or have created and you're moving forward with another community. The Chicago chapter for the PB, perfect
1: example. We have a gentleman that got out a month before 9-11. We have a young girl that's been in the National Guard for like a couple months. And the demographics within that are huge. I've met that avi- aviation guy that got out before nine eleven. I've met Navy SEALs, met armors. I've met National Guards people. I've met recruiters. And looking past those insecurities and validation and showing up authentically as yourself and not as a rank or job takes away all the uh, all the noise.
0: In you you hit the the ego aspect. And, you know, that's not something that I ever address at all, you know, (laughs) never, never, no, never, not me. I mean,
1: your ego is, your ego
0: is good for you, but you have to check it. Correct. Correct. And realizing that those obstacles, you know, some people say they were placed there for a reason, whatever you want to believe. Yep. What you have to realize and accept is that the obstacle is there. Now, what are you going to do about it? And in that statement right there, what are you you going to do about it? You do it. You answered your own question within the question.
1: That doesn't mean that shit is easy pardon my French. But it's also very important for people to understand when you can't see that pet, when it is pitch black and there's no viz and you're falling and pushing. For me, when I've been at my worst, rephrase that. When I fall down today, when I do fall down and it happens to all of us, sometimes the greatest accomplishment is just making it to sunset. And that's a huge thing that people need to remember that. You don't have to accomplish that. You don't have to roll out a back azimuth every day. As long as you show up, give it your all, the sun's coming back up. And yeah, that's just, that's a big thing. A lot of, one thing that I've constantly learned is as simple as this might sound, to turn around. Yes. Because you can easily
0: forget all that bucket work that you've done, that you've moved an entire lake and you forget about it. And with that comes the aspect of instant gratification and anytime this subject comes up of instant gratification i also bring up prolonged gratification because through prolonged gratification what that is is you are going to have to work towards something much longer than you ever even dreamed of having to However, if you look back on your life and you think about whatever it was that you worked for days or months or years to accomplish, look how much better you got and how much longer what you were attempting to achieve lasted. And that's
1: where that humbleness and ego come into play. Perfect example. (laughs) I could easily go back to a factory right now, make six figures. I can do that. I know the job. Yeah. Things might've changed, but I, for me today, and it's funny when I share this with people, because sometimes I get an, uh, an eyebrow raise, but I don't care. I choose to right now, I stay with my mom. I take care of her and some of the things she deals with, but at the same time I save money and I could go get my own place if I wanted to, but that's You're going to require additional things for me. And I'm able to save. I'm able to correct financial mistakes from the past, recover from those things. I get to have this conversation with you and go to school and do BS and not have to be at the factory at 4.45 in the morning to work a 12-hour shift. So I get to practice that prolonged gratitude of going to school for that career that additional career in my life. And I get to practice that gratitude constantly when I have the desire to have my own house because I've had a house before. But this is me checking my ego, being humble, being grateful, and making those baby steps forward. And plus, it's just stuff.
0: It absolutely is. And a lot of, because people don't want to break it down, a lot of what we think we need to fix is through social construction anyways. You needed a place to go that you could live in a decent environment. I'll just say a good environment. You you seem to love your mom to death, and and that's awesome. But you needed a place where you could get yourself back together. Mm -hmm. And whether it's moving back in with your parents or it is... Going to an inpatient program or it is going for a year or two years or three years in a van somewhere living in a van down by the river. It does not matter, even though that is not a standard, right? The standard, the norm through the lens of social construction. It does not matter because the intent behind it, your intent is to better yourself and your position in this world. And by you making sacrifices and asking for assistance, you are actually taking the more difficult road when it comes to external perception but you know that that is what will enable you to do the best thing for you and your path
1: yeah if you're going to write your book have some good character development multiple chapters have some flair in there turn it into a series don't just have a pamphlet like most people do
0: correct yeah and that will revert back to being good rather than looking good yeah with that being said i mean your website is freaking awesome dude i i I gotta say that man yeah you thought the shit's looking good the attention to detail throughout it your passion shows through right your heart i can see your heart in what you're putting out and dude to me That speaks volumes over anything else. I definitely appreciate it, Ombre. And
1: no, I was definitely, since for whatever reason, you are using some very motivational words, I will continue. When I got your email, my brain housing group went nuts (laughs) with how I was like, gosh, damn, this guy's. The way you presented, I was like, this guy's got like a fleet of people working for him. Send this thing up. I was like, does Chuck have a firm and he's just downplaying everything? Like,
0: (laughs) well, the trick behind it is I do. (coughs) What I very rarely ever put out is that uh, all of the people that I listen to, our board meetings usually take place within my head. I try not to scare people with that. <laughs> but the the whole thing with it is with what you're doing with what pb abate did with what so many others these days are doing is they're putting their purpose their intent their why into what they're doing and it is extremely noticeable
1: this community has a pretty good ability to uh cannibalize one another and i think it is um, one thing that needs to be understood or remembered is that like we're all trying to figure this stuff out and the thing is individuals make mistakes like they might present something that's not accurate or they might i I don't know insert whatever where it doesn't sit right i think it is very vital for people to understand that it's not the medieval ages like if you say something wrong chuck i'm not going to put your head in a guillotine I'm going to reach out to you and advise you and be like, hey, brother, (laughs) and back to the motto, good initiative, bad judgment. Like you said something, I understand the purpose behind it, but you presented it wrong. I would suggest it would behoove of you to edit it and present it differently. There's no reason for us to eat each other. Like we need to be our brother's keepers and help each other out. And the cool thing is like with everything that's going on in the world, If there's something you don't like, you don't have to get involved. You can respect your own boundaries. We are all just dudes. None of us are BA anymore. That's for sure. Um, We're just all figuring this out. And if you're doing something similar to someone else, also, there's nothing wrong with supporting those people as well. Because like we mentioned, I came to your podcast because of your voice and your message. And it's someone might not come to yours. They might come to someone else's because of their voice. And that's okay. And I think it's vital that we always support everybody. Correct.
0: I saw a picture of a prior service member holding a piece of cardboard. I I think that's the best way to put it. And on that cardboard, it said, no, there are no, I'm paraphrasing, no one hates on a veteran business owner more than other veterans. And then the other piece of cardboard that was being held up said, yeah, fuck this guy. (laughs) Stop eating each other. Stop cannibalizing our society. There is room for everyone here. As long as it's not through nefarious intent, intent. then then I got an issue with it. However, if someone is trying in their own way to do something positive for themselves and the world stop eating them alive. Take that
1: emotion and turn that into a mentorship with that person of any capacity. That's another big one. Like I have a local friend here that kind of does the same thing that I'm doing with BAS. And from our conversations, I have sent sensed some jealousy and I'm like, brother, why? Like I'm figuring this out like you let's work together, share some ideas. I'm not, I can't take clients from you, dude. I mean, people are coming to you because it's you. I've
0: seen that in the stories online with people. I ran into a direct message that said, look, man, I get what you think you're trying to do, but dude, you were just all up someone's ass reposting all their stuff, saying how much you're learning from that. What the fuck, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically what the fuck qualifies you to now have your own show? Who do you think, and this is how it was ended. Who do you think you are? And I read it all the way through. And I said, hmm, who do I think I am? Well, I'm me. Moving on. I know that people thrive on misery. I was one of those people. PMS, pain, misery, and suffering, right? That's what we thrive the best in and blah, blah, woof, woof. I get it. I accept it. To answer your question, who the fuck do I think I am? Well, I know I'm me. So thanks for coming out and have a blessed day. And I'm going to support
1: the people that, I feel and believe are doing good things in any capacity, excuse me. And I will in it like I can assume on the individual you're speaking about. And I
0: always rep that stuff all the time. And why would I limit myself from putting out words of another or inspiration of another or positivity of another yeah. just because it's of another? Well, it could be something that I was wanting to say and they hit the mm-hmm. nail right on the head. Exactly. Or it may be something that I hadn't even realized that made that light bulb go off in my head. And you know what, I wanna share that with you because man, I know how powerful that was to me. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I know like that individual doesn't share knowledge, shares wisdom. And there are, for everybody, to include that individual, the people have a way to articulate certain things that are just, it's your responsibility to get that out there. And it is very important to, that person's just a person and they're sharing their wisdom with the world. You are providing this service, I'm providing my service. We are not, none of us three, for example, or masters at anything
0: okay.
1: we like with me every time I open my suck, there's another motivational word for you there, but um, right. I always try my goal is to always enrich one person's life each day and to share this and it's on my Instagram too, which is wild. I used to share those purple reminders. Do you remember that? Yes. I shared one. I don't remember what it says, something about respecting your boundaries or something. And I got, a couple of random likes from people, and like I, and I say this for a reason because this is the power of our voice. It got a few likes on it, and a few people I didn't recognize. And I clicked on one of them, and it was this woman. And this woman was in the service, and this woman had a picture of her holding a baby. And I didn't think anything of it. And then the next day, stuff happened in August. Overseas, and I found out that that person was one of those people. I'm trying to keep this very broad, obviously. Oh yes. Okay. Yep. And it what, it blew my mind that my message was able to travel over 2,000 miles and hopefully provide a smile hours before the proverbial valley of death. Right. And I'm not like I don't share that for less. Those hearts, obviously, our voice is powerful, all of us. And we have for us that are wounded healers or bodhisattvas, we have a responsibility to share our wisdom with the world because there's a chance that someone can listen to this podcast in a different continent and they could learn something or just get a simple smile. And that's a win probably in your book.
0: No, it's it's 100% a win in my book. That story that you just shared, that was something, and I, I don't know if you've thought about this, but that also involved who you surround yourself with. And that, I believe, is a very valuable lesson to learn for all of us, is who you're surrounding yourself with and what you're allowing in you. And then also what you're putting out. And it takes consistent practice also. So what what's on Tyler's plate, hopefully in the future?
1: So besides school and BAS, because I've already addressed those. Um, first and foremost, within the immediate foreseeable future is Thanksgiving. And I'm getting my kids. And I am. Ice, dude. I am excited and I am also nervous. Because of course, when I don't see them, they're on a deployment and it's always hard when they deploy. But this is always a great opportunity to see my fire team and be an awesome dad that I love to be, and then practice those coping mechanisms and stuff after they do go back home. That's always a big thing for me where I can truly, I don't know if this is a word, authenticize. It is. No, I, you
0: just said it. So that. it's a word.
1: Yes. <laughs> That if I actually am practicing the things that I'm preaching at such an intimate level, and I'm looking forward to that, that's going to be a great time having them. Uh, There We have a couple birthdays within that block as well, so it's going to be a great opportunity to see them and get some good face-to-face time with them. if I jump up to the ten thousand foot level now, I have a, another business concept in mind. It's not the—it's nothing close to what I have that I'm pursuing in life. It's kind of on the opposite end of it, and it's not time for that. I have to respect my boundaries. I have to be patient and plan. Um, ultimately, what I would like to do post master's degree, when I'm a therapist, I would like to have the ability to be licensed in a couple states. That way, I can work with clients. Remotely from other states, not just Illinois, Chicago. Um, I intend on having my own residence in this state since this is where my main home base will be. But I would also like to have a RV. That way I can work with clients remotely, do BAS remotely, and have the availability to my one true hobby being outdoors. I love nature, hiking, camping, rock climbing, all of it. And to be able to go out to see yourself, to be able to go out to Idaho, to be able to go down to Texas for some barbecue. I love traveling and it's not that I'm running from anything. I love experiencing life and everything. And some people think that, especially with me traveling a lot, going to different places, supporting other organizations. I've had friends be like, are you actually like running away from something? I'm like, no, I'm taking everything. And I want my novella to be thick. So that is my ultimate thing where I have my home base, but if I want to come over for dinner next week and see you. I can jump in the RV and take
0: off. That's That's super rad, man. So even though we've covered a lot in this episode here, It doesn't mean that you have to take it all in and and just go forward and tell people, Hey, fuck you. I'm going to do me. No, that's not it. And that's not the point of any of these episodes. And I'm sure definitely not the point of your programs. It is to take what you can from it, process it and utilize it on your path forward. And with that takes time. Never rush to your death.
1: Yep, exactly. And all of these experiences that we have had have allowed us to make the decision if we want to plot the easiest points to get us to that objective the fastest or if we want to not go as the bird flies and take the scenic route and take everything in because we've hit those impassable mountains and rivers before and we're going to hit them again that's like we have the tools and the community to enjoy the trip and the destination at, at the end of it if i wanted to be a millionaire and i became a millionaire
0: i'd be miserable yeah your intended purpose of happiness in life how much did you learn on that new path that in the end brings us hopefully back to where we wanted to be when we started
1: when i drove from California to Chicago, and I think maybe about a year ago, it was, so, it was so bad. My engine was constantly overheating. So every time I hit a quarter tank of gas, I would pull over, get a little more gas, put some more coolant in. And I did this all the way to 30 minutes from my house. And it was, I think, Easter weekend so I couldn't get it fixed. So these constant stops on the way to check this, make sure it was not going to explode and turn into an IED, <laughs> all these constant stops on the way. And then it was opportunities to stop at random little spots to look at stuff and appreciate. And I've learned a huge lesson from this whole thing, especially 30 minutes from my house, my engine blew Because I was 30 minutes away, and I didn't need to stop, and I could ride it out. Yeah, how'd that work out?
0: Not too well, huh?
1: Sat on the highway for a couple hours waiting for a tow truck. Got to get a new motor.
0: But that was another learning point. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Take what you can from that experience. Learn from it. Process it, you know, however you need to, and apply it later on in life. So, (laughs) I tell you what, man. It has been
1: been a pleasure to... Talk to you, sir, to hopefully educate some listeners on trauma, growth, resiliency, P.B. Abate, or the Instagram page. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Let's, do, let's do one more. Yes. Um, All right. You guys remember the deal. In through the nose for three seconds, hold for three seconds, out for three seconds, 10 seconds of gratification. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by K-Bar Soap Co. If you're looking to ditch the bar, grab a grenade, and shower with freedom, then head over to kbarsoapco.com today. don't forget you are so much more powerful than you realize and that's because nothing exists without you tyler brother thank you thank you brother loved it the black clouds can't
1: be here to stay we about the